Hello and welcome to Cutting to the Ball in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben and as always I'm joined by Mike. Hello. And Clara. Hello. And today our main topic is going to be the rise and fall of empires and are we literally living through the fall of our own empire right now? Is society about to collapse and should we all panic? Is this the time for panic? Yeah. <laughs> is it time to stop bashing people's brains in and scooping the goo out? Yes, I think it is. Oh. Well, there we go. That's the end of the episode. See you later. Mm. <laughs> We've been locked down for long enough. We're all going a bit crazy now. Yeah, we're doing this on Skype because of lockdown. And in all fairness, the amount of fucking snow that's come down today, I don't think I fancied walking up to up to Mike's anyway. We've had a few inches, haven't we? <laughs> I beg you speak for yourself, mate. Uh... <laughs> we all have a few inches. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so let's um, thank some new returning listeners and then we'll do some weird news before we get into it. Mike, would you like to uh, tell me who's been listening this week? Yep. We've got Seligenstadt, Germany, Oak Creek, Wisconsin, New Haven, Connecticut, USAC, Turkey, Langley, Canada, what? Miami. What? Who's that turkey? USAC. Oh, they said, who's that turkey? <laughs> Miami, Florida, Norcopping, Sweden, Montego Bay, Jamaica, Almaty, Kazakhstan, Istanbul, Turkey, Zavar, Slovakia, Brussels, Belgium, Melbourne, Australia, Putaru, New Zealand, Dublin, Ooh, Ireland, Perryville, Missouri, Flint, Michigan, Telford, UK, Shady Nasty, New York, and Guadalajara, Spain. Thank you to everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Can you believe that somebody in uh, Montego Bay is sitting on the beach listening to cut you through the ball? It baffles me, to be honest. The coconut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and someone's listening, someone's sitting on an ox listening in Kazakhstan. (laughs) A bit much to to, to explain they're all on ox, Mike. I mean, I imagine they're listening to it in the car (laughs) or on their phone. I guessed, of course. That wasn't a documentary, mate. (laughs) <laughs> he's very nice yeah. anyway alright then thank you everyone for listening let's do some weird news let's get the boys views on this week's weird news ok so I'll start QAnon Shaman Guy has made the news again he's very disappointed because Trump didn't pardon him. Oh, didums. And he can't get organic food or nothing. He claims that he was duped by Donald Trump after the president failed to pardon him, his lawyers revealed. Al Watkins, a lawyer for Jacob Chansley, said his client regrets very, very much having been duped by the president. He won't be the first and he won't be the last. He is a snake oil salesman. He duped everybody. Well, half the country, anyway. Right, okay, I heard this on the news the other day about him pardoning people. Is that something you can do before you just, like, you know, ship out? 
Yeah, a president can pardon anybody. Okay. Um, yeah, that's what they do, isn't it? The president gets into trouble, they resign, and the vice president comes in, and then he's president, so he can pardon them. They did it with Nixon, didn't they? And I'm sure they've done it with others. Yeah, Nixon, because he was impeached and resigned, he would have faced criminal charges. So uh, Gerald Ford, I think, was got the job after him and pardoned him, so he didn't have to. If we went by the standards of the Nuremberg trials, mm-hmm. yeah, every president after Roosevelt would have been hanged as a war criminal. Huh. Wow. Well, that's there's something. Do you have a source or? No, Chomsky <laughs> said I think so. I trust him. Oh, well, you can't knock the gnome. So many of those who have been arrested for being part of the mob appealed for last-minute pardons from Mr Trump on his way out the door, but were unsuccessful in their attempts. Jenna Ryan, who was a Texas real estate agent who took a private jet to the rally and ensuing riot, said, I feel like I was basically following my president. I was following what we were called to do. He asked us to fly there. He asked us to be there. So I was doing what he asked us to do. Well... You know, I'm sure that the guys guarding the SS, the, the, the concentration camp, said something similar to that, didn't they? I was just following orders. He didn't actually, you know, Trump didn't actually say storm the bloody Congress, did he? No, no he implied it, didn't he? Well, no, he didn't, to be fair. Giuliani did, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So, no, basically Trump said, Look, turn up and I'll lead you to the Senate House, didn't he? And he didn't say yeah. that, So they just went there and attacked it. Mm. They looked like they were casually walking in. They weren't storming it, were they? Well, no, they were. Yeah, they were at police, one point. Uh, they were at one point. Was they? Yeah, they were smashing the windows to get in, yeah. Oh, yeah, I said that woman got shot. She climbed to a window. Oh, well, fuck them. Maybe they'll learn a lesson not to believe everything they hear. Well, the thing is, I mean... Is Trumpism going to go away? Will you just have this exact same scenario in the next in the next election? Of course not. Trump's a symptom, not a disease. It's a bad, It's a sad state of affairs when um, you know the fireworks count or as has got more more security than than the Congress. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen that smashed. Yeah, but probably about three quarters of of them are Trump supporters. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So they wanted the same thing, so they let them in, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, the police are having selfies with them, for God's sake. Or some of the police, not all the police. But, you know, I, th- I think it was just, it was a mob, wasn't it? Let's face it, it was an angry mob. Angry mob, here to see you, sir. Just have an appointment. And they have a right to be angry, to be fair. They've, their democracy's been taken away from them a long time ago. But they don't realise how or why, or they just think that, Trump's the answer when he's he clearly isn't just as bad as the rest of them. Yeah. But we'll get we'll get into the uh, the rot and decay of the United States in a bit, won't we? Oh yeah. Well, don't, I think I mean not just the United States. I imagine most of the Western world's rotting as well. Yeah, but it's, the USA just supersize everything, don't they? Yeah. Well, I do love them Big Macs. <laughs> So it's happening everywhere else. In America, it is supersized because they're the number one global economy. Not for long, but we'll get into that. You think you're going to give us an extra, look, an economy lesson, Mike? Well, fuck me. Where do you want me to start? <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, then. I think that's pretty much it. They knew what they were doing and they're going to get arrested. And Mr. Trump did not pardon them as he should have. Or, well, they, as they wanted. He didn't have to do anything. He'd look bad if he did, wouldn't he, really? Because that would be almost agreeing with him and, and yeah, it's going along. Well, yeah, I agree with you that. But to a certain extent, has it ever stopped Trump before? I was going to say he was going out, you know, he's going out anyway. So he might, you know. Might as well. He's been impeached now, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. So that'll probably lead to criminal charges as well. Yep, I can't see Biden pardoning him. No. No, I can't see that happening either. I really can't. Lost all his golf courses, uh, his golf tournaments, his courses now, hasn't he? Yeah, People are pulling yeah. away from him now. He's, he's banned from Twitter. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that, I don't agree with that whatsoever. I think that leads to trouble, to be fair, down the road, doesn't it? Once you start banning somebody, where do you stop? It's free speech or not free speech, even if you disagree with it. Yes, if it's hate crime and it goes to a court and a judge or a jury decide that that is hate crime and it should be taken down, should be punished for it, that's fair enough. We've got them laws in place. don't think they've got them in the US, but we've got them in Britain. Yeah, yeah. A lady got um, got fined for doing doing that video that went all over Facebook of her walking around the hospital, just showing you sort of like empty corridors and stuff. Because it's like you know perpetuating the fake news, isn't it? Yeah. And that's happened recently, so there's got to be a law in place for it, you know, for them to do that, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's times a national emergency. I mean. Or global emergencies, you know, they want to clamp down as much as possible. It's a perfect excuse for them to take away rights. Mm-hmm. Our lockdown could go on till June now, they're saying. Really? Yeah. Oh. Fuck. I'll stay clear of the news. I haven't been, because it just it feels like repetition after repetition, you know. Well, it's designed been... to keep you in a state of confusion and a state of fear. That's its purpose. Yeah. So, in a state of pissed offness. Yeah. And that. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, should we move on? Yeah. The 125,000 three bedroom house with the body in the backyard. Seems alright to me. Be a cool feature, wouldn't it? How did they know that that was in the backyard? Because it's listed like that. Oh, never. The previous occupant at the terrace in Middleton, Leeds, was granted his final wish of being buried at the property where he was born and died. A notice on the home's Zoopla profile reveals that the previous owner's family agreed to his request and part of the garden is currently rented from Leeds City Council. Please be aware this property is being sold by family members as part of a relative's estate. I can't grow my spuds down there, no? Well, you can, actually, I guess. Hey, I mean, he's fantastic fertiliser. That's what I mean. But I wouldn't let your kids play at the bottom of the garden. <laughs> they dig him up. What about the family members that keep on coming and standing in our garden every so often? <laughs> what about when the dog Do comes in tea? with a leg bone? <laughs> Do I have to make them tea? No, I was just saying, no, you can't fucking come in my garden. Well, they said that it's being rented off, that strip of land being rented off him, isn't it? 
Oh, that's true. So I suppose there's got to be access, but it's like, you know, I'm, I want to sunbathe nude. Can you fuck off, please? <laughs> Do I have to put memorial bench there as well? Oh, God. I don't, it doesn't look like there's a, a, a tombstone there. So I don't know if they've just left the old guy under the lawn or what. I had no idea. Still, no. I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> not a chance. Well, I'd buy it if there was like, you know, because I'm not, I'm not going to believe he's going to come and haunt the house if he's not happy that I've knocked through his, ante- his exterior wall and put an extension on. You know, <laughs> he doesn't like my redecorating. He's not going to come back and haunt me, is he? But it's just like, I don't want the inconvenience of his grieving family trudging around a couple of times a month to stand there when the dog keeps coming in with a leg bone in his mouth. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, the dogs would be straight on that, wouldn't they? Yeah. Oh, tell you what, the best patch of roses down that bit down there, though. Uh, that's what, what I was just going to say. Do you want to hear what some of the people have been saying? And that was what someone said. All in all, I'd well, be more yeah. inclined to grow roses than potatoes. <laughs> another added what on earth and another one just said fucking hell that is mental <laughs> well, well it's his last wish to be buried in the house where he was born and died I bet he, I bet he very rarely left that house how tragic I hope it doesn't catch on hey it might do sooner <laughs> who knows but I used to get thrown in the trash. Just it could be a public... Surely it would be a public health hazard to have people buried in people's gardens. Mm. Well, That's we're going to have relaxed standards after Brexit, Mike. Nah. <laughs> There'll be a lot of dead to bury as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in that initial nuclear strike, there's the ashes, though, it'll be all right. Well, all right then, right. moving on. Move on, then. Last one. This is a, another QAnon one. So uh, QAnon followers have gone into meltdown after their conspiracy failed to happen. So as we know, on January 20th, um, 2021, it was a big day for many in the United States. For Democrats, it was the end of a long-fought campaign to oust Donald Trump from office. And for Trump, it was time to reflect on the last four years and lick his wounds. Aww, so sounds like a wounded puppy. Oh, so on the fringes, though, it was also a massive day for conspiracy theorists who who have uh, brought into the the QAnon craze and believe that there's a mysterious figure in the US government that is attempting to expose the deep state plot led by international cabal of satanic paedophiles to undermine Trump and his presidency. Many of those who stormed Capitol building two weeks ago wearing pieces of Q merchandise. And in the days running up to Biden's inauguration, followers of QAnon were reportedly very active on messaging apps such as Telegram and The Great Awakening. So they're new messaging apps, aren't they, that are meant to be a little bit more... Oh, right. Conservative. Yeah, conservative. Right, Okay. I'm guessing. I don't know. I've not heard of them. I thought that they were sort of like what... I, I don't know if WhatsApp is still like encrypted and sort of a little bit more safe than Facebook Messenger. But I thought they were like that, sort of... Could be. Yeah, probably. WhatsApp's still encrypted, but I think the government's allowed to read it now if they think you've done something naughty. Right. 
So many appeared to think that the federal authorities were going to suddenly arrest Biden and, and the other top Democrats or that Trump was finally going to expose the conspiracy. Some even thought that the mysterious Q figure, him or herself, was going to be unveiled to the world as if it's all just a plot and a twist in some low-budget movie. <laughs> it is, isn't it? We're the Hollywood generation, man. We expect first act, a second act, and then a final act. Yeah. It's certainly going to be a movie, isn't it? The Trump years. Someone's going to do a movie of that. Oh, yeah. When he's dead, probably. I mean, if it just started off with a guy that used to do The Apprentice being jealous that Gwen Stefani was getting paid more than him. That's how ridiculous this comes. Trump's whole presidency was based off the fact that he kind of ran as a joke, a a bit of a joke protest, because Gwen Stefani was getting paid more than him to do the voice. And he wanted to raise, say, look, I'm worth more, uh, more wages. And then he ended up actually running for president, running for Republican Party, getting it, becoming president. I mean, and inspiring a lot of people to do mental things. I can jet bleach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that wasn't his finest hour. <laughs> isn't there some way we can put some bleach in good cleaning? It's like, no, there isn't. There really isn't. <laughs> uh, we'll never live that down. <sighs> and two people actually did it. Jesus. Yeah, but QAnon basically says that Trump is going to like drain the swamp, and if you don't like Trump, uh, you're basically part of the satanic pedophile cabal. So, boom, there you go. But he was going to expose them all, and the deep state would be outed, and obviously nothing happened because all of it was bollocks and has been for four years. Yep. I do kind of feel sorry for them a bit. It's good intentions, isn't it? If it's a satanic paedophile network, then of course, if that's what you believe, then you're fighting against it. It's a noble cause, isn't it? Well, I guess yeah. so. But they've just been... I believe that there probably is a satanic paedophile cult. That would explain a lot of things. But to think that Trump and the Republicans aren't part of it is deluded. Yeah. Hey, they've all been on that island with Jeffrey. Of course they have. Epstein, yeah. the guy from Rainbow. And in fact, the only guy to be convicted of paedophilia was a Republican. <laughs> so, well, no, he was clearly part of the deep state infiltrating um, the Republican Party, wasn't he? Oh, I see. Oh, they rooted him out, did they? Yeah. Uh, I read an interesting article that claimed that either A, Biden was Q, and it was all, like, planned, and you just set up the Republican Party to look like idiots, or B, they're going to do face-off i.e. they're going to trade Biden and Trump's faces, right, and swear right. in Trump disguised as Biden because he's come to an agreement that their lives will be spared, but they have to test, they have to be uh, prosecuted for their huh. role in this deep state cabal of paedophile Satanists. So every time you see Biden doing something, it's actually Trump. And every time you're going to see Biden in the court for his crimes... So Trump in court for his crimes, that is Biden. Right. That's the level they're at now, trying to wrap their heads around now. Nothing fucking happened. That's it. Not they never lied to. They've got to think of another way because no one likes personal accountability anymore. Just hold your hand up and say, yeah, 
I fucking got lied to by a propaganda machine that made me go down some really dark fucking rabbit holes. It was bollocks at <laughs> the end, and I hold my hands up and say it. Well, there are some that are keeping the faith in this conspiracy, but there's other, even though it hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of split now, isn't it? Half yeah. of them sort of still believe it, and half of them have realised that they were duped, and there's a few that think it was it was Biden. I think it was probably a um, a liberal hacker. Just someone just duping them and, and, and took it all away, and they, they fell for it. Yeah. I just think it was something that started on 8chan as a bit of a joke that spiralled, much like the flat earth thing. Mm. Well, I mean, just at the end of the day, someone's got rich off it because they sell merch. Merch, yeah. So one, one person on Twitter goes to say, we gave it our all. Now we need to keep our chins up and go back to our lives the best we are able to. Wow. Humility. So, yeah, some people have, uh, you know, been convinced. Well, that's all right. That's fine. As long as they're going, all right, I'll hold my hands up and say, it's balls. We were duped. Yeah, that's obviously, fine, isn't it? Obviously, that businessman who's conned his way into the through his life, like ducking and weaving, taking money from the poor, taking money from him to give to him, and then you know becoming bankrupt and being being a bit of a shady character, can't be trusted. Is that the guy that's got all the Q T shirts? It's like fuck. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Trump's been a con man his entire career. If he ain't, obviously, if anyone thinks that he's going to all of a sudden become president and he's a, he's a good guy now and he's going to stop a satan, a cabal of satanic pedophiles from really running the country, I think they're very much mistaken. He'd probably fucking sell his soul for a few billion quid. Of course he would. You know, guy can't lie straight in bed, can he? He's got no moral integrity at all, has he? Well, that's it. So. And that's what Trump managed to do wonderfully in his four years, was present himself as this figure of immense moral integrity, when in fact he was a lying, cheating wanker like every other politician. Yeah, and champion of the people. Oh, yeah, that's it. I'm, a, I'm, one, of the, I'm one of you. I'm a, working, I'm a working guy. And you're like, yeah, you're a working guy at the top of the penthouse, mate. Yeah. Who doesn't actually do anything, just comes into work for a couple of hours a day, gropes his secretary. He did have... He still does have this magnetism to the common working man. I just don't get it. I just don't understand it whatsoever. It's clearly a charlatan. Well, you it's been can... proved over and over again, hasn't it? Well, look at look at the Tory party in this country. Boris, Rees, Mogg. Yeah. You know, even the likes of Farage, who's obviously Brexit party or unemployed or whatever he is nowadays. You know, they're rich, publicly educated, near enough minor fucking gentry. Boris probably is some kind of fucking lord of something or other. Yeah, but they've got the weight of the media and the uh, and the establishment on their side. Yeah, which but is you propaganda. Get working class people who think that those billionaires are, are looking out for them. Yeah, of course, because of propaganda from newspapers and the TV. But Trump didn't have that, did he? He was against the establishment at first. That's how he ran. That's how he managed to con everybody. And but... into it, don't you? Like you know. Trump says I was going to do this and that, but then you just, I think when you get there, you realise how slow the cogs turn and what you're actually going to be able to, like, you know, do. Yeah, he tried to run it like a business, didn't he? Yeah, but he had no intention of following out what what he said. It's been proven. Mm. 
everything that he said he didn't do. The only thing he did say that he would do is give tax breaks to the rich, and he did, just like every other president before him. So I don't understand. It's yeah, I don't incredible. I don't get it. All right, then, let's talk about our main topic today, the rise and fall of empires. So every empire falls. It is only a matter of time. You can have the biggest, the best, the most badass empire of all, but sooner or later, it's going to crumble. Like the Persian Empire, the Roman Empire, ancient Carthage, the Arab Caffiliate, the Aztec Empire, the Mongol Empire, the British Empire, you know the rest. Mm-hmm. They all fall. Yep. One day, it's all going to go tits up for us as well. This civilization, this American empire. So, Ben, I hear you ask, how would one know if your world is about to come crashing down? Are there stages? Well, there are stages to this. As according to Sir John Glubb, a highly respected and honoured British general and historian, and his particular fascination with the empires of the past and their collapse wrote a book in 1978 called The Fate of Empires and the Search for Survival. It described a common pattern fitting the history of some of these empires. They all went through a cycle of stages from their start maturity and eventual decline and fall. And these are the age of pioneers or outbursts, the age of outbursts or the age of pioneers, the age of conquest, the age of commerce, the age of affluence, the age of intellect, the age of decadence, and the age of decline and collapse. Okay. Oh, and also, Glub reckons that most empires last about 250 years, or roughly 10 generations for Earth and goes tits up. Oh, right, okay. That's what so, he reckons. what about the Roman Empire? Is that like yeah. a, a, non, an, a non... I can't even say the word. An anomaly. That's it. Anomaly. Yeah, they, they lasted, and then, in fact, the Eastern Roman Empire lasted until something like 1425, so they actually had a quite a good run. The Western one obviously fell a lot sooner. But yeah, it's, they were sort of the exception to the rule. Most empires tend to last about 250 years before they start falling. Now, if we apply this to America, which I know a lot of people do, America is a relatively young country. It's getting on for about 300-odd years now. No, well, yeah, 200 and... 50? Ish, yeah. So, no, 200, 230 at the moment, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, 1776, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. So, 235 years. This is 255th. There we go. So, what happened? He's got about 15 years left then. That's about right, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I reckon it won't last 15 months, but, you know... <laughs> We'll see. You've been saying that for three years now. I have. I remember once a family meal about five years ago or something. I said, "You watch, there's going to be a civil war in the US." And everyone basically just laughed and just thought it was crazy talk. Now who's laughing now? (laughs) (laughs) And my mom said the other day, "Said there's going to be a civil war." I thought you laughed at me five years ago. Yeah, it's it's crazy, Mike, the typical hat wearer. (laughs) I'm just a prophet, man. I just see things before the people, that's all. You're a prophet, are you? What's the lottery numbers? Oh, wow, my good. 
<laughs> no, to be fair, it was uh, Chris Hedges is the best person to to read up on this. Oh yeah, yeah, he's done oh. some good work. Okay, then the age of outburst. It's the pioneer. It's exploring this little country somewhere that no one's really paying attention to. Just sort of massively expands for some reason. Just happens. They use it at some point. They start branching out. They start looking at other places. They start conquesting, which takes us directly onto two, because it starts off as defence, and the best form of defence is attack. We've got to have our borders secure. That means we've got to go over there and kill those Native American Indians. Yeah. Or yeah. we've got to take Cuba. We need to take the Spanish out. Or we need to attack Mexico because they're looking for a war. They might not be. Yeah, a lot of the time it is to expand, isn't it? Expand your territory so people can move into it because you, your population is growing at this point. That's it. We go on to number three. You age of commerce. You get trade. Trade follows where the flag goes. The conquering builds wealth. Yep. Yeah. You know, if you look at the British Empire... You know, all of a sudden you've got India. To, you can start shipping ex- luxury goods, exotic goods. Just opening the world up to, and everyone's buying it from you. Yeah, at one point in time, I can't remember the exact dates, but spices were, m- were more valuable than gold. You can fully believe it. Nutmeg was the most valuable commodity on the planet. Wow. Yeah, we had wars over, didn't we, the Dutch East Indies? Yeah, and on the planet June. Yeah. Spice well, saffron, wars. Saffron's still uh, quite expensive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is, you know, we get trade, you get affluence, you get wealth flooding the ruling class. Um, intellect, as more money comes in, obviously. You get technology, you get easier lives, you have scientific progression and things. And universities Scholars, and libraries. Yeah, libraries. The education system goes up. The standard intelligence of the average populace goes up. It's uh, because you've got the money from the commerce and the conquests to be able to invest in the people and the institutions. That's right, building the next sort of generation to come in. Now, also mm-hmm. remember that this at this point as well, academics are more highly recognised. All right. If someone's got a degree after their name, they're like, wow this guy's a leading expert in their field and he's got all these letters after his name. I respect that. I'm going to listen to him. Yeah. What would that come, what period would that be, do you think, in the British Empire? Would that be the uh, Victorian age? Yeah. The inventors, the inventors and all that, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd put us around there. Decadence. Yeah, this is where it all starts to go a bit downhill. Yeah. Well, that was, definitely happened in the US in the 20s, didn't it? Of course. The Gilded Age. <laughs> I'd imagine we're just coming towards the end of this now. Yeah, yeah. Decadence, yeah? Yeah, I would say decadence ended sort of, yeah. Well, it's not ended for the elites, of course, because they're, they're, they've been decadent all the way through this. <laughs> yes. But obviously, the more wealthy in the country gets, the more billionaires and millionaires it has so the decadence goes up doesn't it yes and remember with the growth of wealth and comfort and decadence you sort of undermine values of character such as self-sacrifice and discipline that actually got you to your previous generation yeah to that point with yeah so you get a moral decline 
Yeah, we could definitely see that with Trump. Perfect example. Don't care what he does. Don't care that he's an adulterer, he's a liar, he's a, a cheat, a thief, whatever. You can label at him a racist if you want. Some people may argue. doesn't matter because the morals have declined that much that someone like that could actually get into office. Then. Someone like that in the 50s and 60s wouldn't get anywhere near the office of presidency, would they? No, mm. no. The background alone would disqualify him. The people wouldn't vote for it. And, and the Christians wouldn't certainly take him under his wing. Well, no, the fifties. He didn't have this sort of right-wing breed of evangelical Christianity. You've got nowadays religion no. a lot more quiet. Yeah. Back then, it was you tend to be a quiet religious person rather than. Yeah. Again, you know, Chris Hedges t- speaks well on that because he used to be like a minister. He he's got very religious training and that and. So he knows where the Christian right are and where they come from, yeah. That's it. I mean, you know, going on a similar theme to that, well, who are, who are the nation's heroes? That would tell us a lot about the character of the country, wouldn't it? Or the empire. Now, when you stop respecting great men and start looking at celebrities and idolising them, or bi- and then businessmen, because we've got this commerce and affluence and all we respect is wealth, not intellect... Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I'd argue that we're there as well because we've been through that as well. I mean, yeah. Look at the response it, you know, to the look at the response to the pandemic and the masks. Yeah, there you go. Because someone on Facebook who's got no medical training at all says that masks will kill you with a carbon dioxide buildup. Then next thing you know, ten thousand people believe it. Now they're not doctors. They don't know anyone that is a doctor. But that's it now. And now refuse to believe it. Anything else? They refuse to believe anything else. Despite all the the, the people that um, you know stay in um, theatres and do do surgery and wear you know masks sometimes you know five six hours, they're not just dropping down dead. So you know. Yeah, if you, you know? just take one look at the medical professionals that deal with this every day and the way they're dressed. Now they're not going to be dressed like that for no reason, are they? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No. And, you know, the likes of normal people, you know, normal average Joe has only got to go shopping, what, once a week if, you know, if they plan it. Unlike, you know, as I say, people doing surgery, you know, it can take an hour, it can take six hours, can't it? Or people working on COVID wards, you know. Yeah. They're not blocked up with carbon dioxide and fainting on the way out, are they? Uh Well, that's it, but they don't seem to think that, and it's cognitive dissonance. I mean, what, what was the, wasn't there a quote? I'm not sure, it's from, it's from British politics, and I'm sure it was someone like Michael Gove said, the people have had enough of listening to experts. Ah, uh, yeah. That just sums it up, doesn't it? He wants people to listen to him instead, and he's an expert on nothing. Well, he's an problem. idiot. Apart from sticking a load of Charlie up his nose, he's really good at that. Yeah, yeah, he's he was done for it. Oh, it was leaked that he was on coke at some point. He always looks mashed when he's in the Commons. Didn't have him down as a party boy. Uh, as a former journalist in the eighties, you know, they've all been on it. So where were we? The age of decline and collapse. Yes, the age of decline and collapse. All right. So some common features that um, a lot of these empires previously mentioned 
tend to go through together. They all have this common theme, sexual immorality and aversion to marriage in favour of living together and an increased divorce rate. Yeah, all combined to undermine family stability. Exactly, yeah. It's happened in Rome. Then you get, of course, birth rate declines, family size is deliberately limited. It's, it's biological suicide. Yeah. People just aren't having kids because the wealth and everything is drying up now. They can't afford to have kids. They couldn't afford to have them. Yeah. Okay, then also you have um, foreign immigrants settling in the empire's city and empire's capital and major cities. A mixture of ethnic groups in close proximity in these cosmopolitan places inevitably produces conflicts. And it also produces a divide between the country. So, like, people that live in cities that are more um, integrated with ethnic groups become, like, less conservative and less racist and all that, that sort of thing. But, of course, people living in small towns in the countryside who aren't getting this ethnic mix, they're the ones that are more likely to vote UKIP. Yeah. They, they, they go to town and they see several black people and that's more than they've ever seen at one point in their lives. Yeah, it's like in, De- in David Cameron's town, it's like 98% white or 99% white, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But also you can have a clash of cultures and there's been unrest in several major European cities, hasn't there? Yeah, yeah even in London, you had the Brixton riots, didn't you? Of course. I think that um, was race-related, wasn't it? That's it. I mean, Angela Merkel has... Stated publicly that multiculturalism, you know, may not be, may not actually work, and you're just going to have to integrate if you go to another country. Uh, uh, I disagree with that. I think it it does work. It's proven. I think it can. I, I mean, nineteen thing is, I mean, let's face it, with immigration, ninety nine out of one hundred will just get on with it. They just want to come here, live their lives, pay their bills, get a job. That's it. Of course, I just want the same thing as you. But obviously then you get people stirring that up and that leads us to then greater um, divide among society. So we couldn't actually all pull... I mean, look at this COVID pandemic. It's a perfect example. We're supposed to all pull together. How many of us actually are? You know, that blitz spirit hasn't lasted, has it? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people do food banks and things and I've got a story later about an immigrant that is uh, helping the kids with the school meals, things like that. You get a lot of seats temples that are putting on food for families that are in need and things like that. There are people out there. There are support networks that are, that are growing, I think. And when needed more than ever, because the way that the Tories have governed this country over the last 10 years is nothing short of a disgrace, to be fair. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. It's shocking. But even so, I mean, you have the rise of the right when you get immigrant populations, don't you? Yep, you do, of course. People stoking people's fears for their own political gain. Nothing new. Yep. So then you have the decline of um, society continuing because uh, irresponsible pleasure-seeking and pessimism increase among the people and their leaders. So because, you know, life's actually getting worse and people just give up, they drop out the system, they turn to mindless entertainment, they turn to luxuries, sexual activity, drugs, alcohol... Lavish and corrupt parties. Yep. You know, anything goes. Just it's inequality, isn't it? It's, it's the inequality that's causing this at this point. Because the rich are getting richer, but the poor are getting poorer. 
the yeah, the afterwards is drying up. It's not coming yeah. down anymore. Apparently, even um, an extensive welfare state can be bad for the empire. I mean, it's not... The welfare state is obviously a very good thing, but there's always going to be an element of... A small minority, though, Ben, isn't it? It's, of course it is, yeah. The amount that the rich are robbing us, not paying their taxes, it's, it's virtually nothing compared to it, isn't it? Well, of course. I mean, it's... It, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. But they're saying the idea is that basically the people just become lazy and content, or not content, lazy and miserable. So then again, another divide, because then you get shows... Well, it shows you like the, the bailiffs coming round and everyone's like, oh, well, look at that fucker. He's on benefits. He's got a better tally than me. Huh. That kind of thing. So that creates more divide, which the population becomes further and further apart. Well, that's why, you know, universal basic income would uh, be the same for everybody, wouldn't they? Yeah, it would stop that. The stereotyping and the looking, you know, looking down at people, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because their situation, maybe they there's legitimate reasons that they can't work, you know. But they're seen as a drain on the state or whatever. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like it's people's lives are talking about. Do you know what I mean? So UBI would end poverty, pretty much. One swoop, false swoop, gone. And so with it, most of the problems of society. Yes. It's just bloody pain for the damn thing. You gotta work at the finances. <laughs> work at the finances. Fuck off. We know where the money is, Ben. It's in the Cayman Islands, stashed away. I'm not paying the taxes, mate. The <laughs> wealth during COVID, the wealth have increased their their overall wealth, haven't they? The wealthy. They have got richer. And we've got poorer. The divide's getting bigger. See, that's why that's I think is the major conspiracy about COVID. Not that it, the disease isn't real or that it's not as bad as it is. I think it's just, hey, if we keep telling them it's, it's going to kill everybody, then, you know, we'll just keep making money. Yeah. You know, we're selling the hospital stuff. We're selling masks. We're selling gloves, vaccines, or oh, all big books. I thought all that was, you know, we had some masks come from Turkey, didn't we, at one point? The yeah. UK. And then they weren't right. Yeah. They couldn't be used. But they just handed contracts out to their mates, didn't they? Yeah. This is the problem. It doesn't work. You know, again, the age of intellectualism has gone because it's, it's like, hey, you've got a, you've got a factory, and you? you can you can make masks. Yeah, I can give it a go. Great, it's two hundred million. Get to it. Yeah. All shit. He doesn't know what he's doing, but it doesn't matter. It's all make favors for mates, isn't it? Corruption in it. Nobody thinks outside the box, do they? We're rife with corruption, Claire. You know what I mean? They get their contracts, they give it to their mates and just loot the public purse. I had a great idea the other day about these COVID jabs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They sort of like, you know, do them from a McDonald's (laughs) drive-thru. You have news, yeah, so you get a QR code. Yeah, you have a nurse, and then you like you know they've got the storage at minus whatever. That's a good obviously, idea. That obviously you wouldn't have the people serving. McDonald's would just give up hundred for a month, and then you know, 
How many people could you get through there? I reckon they should give them free chicken nuggets if they do it. Everybody would get it there. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, but no one's thought of that, have they? No one's thought, gone, you know, just makes sense. Open your arm up and put it in the beer. <laughs> put it in the beer. It's only going to get about half the population, though. I bet the other half population don't drive. Well, we can go to walkthroughs. Yeah. Do that, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, how many could people could you get with a drive-thru? Yeah. Loads. Yeah. It's not bad. I'd definitely get a burger, too, while I was there. You have that open, yeah? You still have the no, open. we couldn't. No, just be a nurse with a big, like, you know, fridge full of things. And she could do one in the in the driver's seat and one in the passenger seat. Uh, one in the, the, the back, you know, seat if you've got one. Well, couldn't she just do me a burger as well? She's a nurse. No, Ben. She doesn't know how to cook a burger. <laughs> or he. Or he. Could be a male nurse. Yeah. Just like Gaylord Fokker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I reckon that we are in the age of decadence now. Um, yeah. We're just coming out of that and we're going in the age of declining collapse. Oh, we're definitely in the declining collapse now. I think the decadence ended in the... Well, the 2008 crash, I think it ended, to be fair. Yeah, I'd go with that. When do you think the downhill started? Then, yeah. didn't it? No, I think there was. I think things were slowly getting worse. We'd already hit the peak by well, nine eleven, nine eleven, nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, had to be, didn't it? The war and terror started to decline, and then the the crash in two thousand eight. That was, I mean, that was the worst since the stock market crash in nineteen twenty nine, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But we're even worse now because of the COVID issue. Yeah, we're minus ten. We're minus ten percent now. From where we were in 2008, the crash took the UK's average wage down 10%. That's the real wages. So we're 10% worse off than we were in 2008. The US have stayed the same about. Oh, that's terrible. Yep. And the banks get a bailout and we don't. It's unbelievable, isn't it? And they cause the problem. They're reckless gambling. Fuck me. Yeah, right, Muggs. Be great if you were having the fucking drugged up cocaine sex parties, wasn't it? They still are, Ben. That's a problem. <laughs> we bailed yeah. them out. They got their bonuses back. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. No one went to jail, did they? No, not like Iceland. Yeah. That's what we should do. Jail the bankers and nationalise the banks. Mike, have you been reading a lot of Marx in this lockdown? You've become very <laughs> militant over the last few weeks. Well, it's calling for it now, isn't it? Like I said, we're in a decline, so we need to do, we need radical solutions. It's all too late. We need a revolution. I can enjoy it. Right. Well, should we look at the um, the things that might make it an empire decay? Yeah. So you've got grotesque economic inequality. Yeah. Tick. <laughs> Low birth rate. Yeah. Yeah, we've got an aging population. Decline of the family unit. Wild overspending on the military. Yeah, wild overspending on the military. Corruption so deep it undermines the political system. <laughs> oh, that's the US, definitely. Yeah. And we're, yeah. we're nearly there. Tick. Yeah. 
and a country in ever deepening conflict. <laughs> you couldn't yeah. get any more conflicted, could you? No. Oh, no. And yeah, I think we can safely say that even though I know that everyone, the American empire is, is what we're sort of talking about here, really, isn't it? Yeah. We've used, obviously, examples through history, but the, the American empire is, is like, a lot of people seem to think it is crumbling. Yeah, and if that falls, of course, we're allied and we're in a symbiotic relationship with them, aren't we? So we're yeah, gonna I, I we're gonna think, fall as well. I don't think Britain's in any better situation than the US, to be honest. It's not quite as bad, but it's like I said, it it because the US is super size. It, it it does seem on a bigger scale. I don't know. Yeah. I think immigration also has a part to play in dis, in destroying this in the, not just disrupting the society because that gives you racism then, and that's just another. Then you get racist, non-racist, the immigrants who are defending themselves. And... Yeah, we've been to that, haven't we? People using fear for their own political gain. It's just the fact that you use immigrants as an excuse. It could be anything. Well, that's it. I mean, look at the, you know, nowadays it's the EU's fault. Everything's the EU's fault. Yeah. Lost your what... quota. EU's fault. And uh, do you want to know what? Abraham Lincoln said two years before the Civil War began. Did he say there's going to be a civil war in two years? He said a house divided against itself cannot stand. Well, that's, that's true, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said that two years before the Civil War, so, you know, would you argue the similarities between then and now? Could we see a second US Civil War? I think it's certainly a possibility whether or not it will get that far. I mean, I was expecting more on Inauguration Day, not in Washington, because there's obviously 30,000 soldiers there, but certainly across the country, I thought there might have been more protests, but it all seemed to go off fairly quietly. Ben, they stormed the fucking capital almost. I'm on about Inauguration Day. Oh, Inauguration Day, sorry. I was expecting more. Yeah, yeah. Seen something similar to happen, not in Washington, because yeah, but they've got all the National Guard now, haven't they? Yeah, they actually had to send some of the National Guard home because they had suspect backgrounds. Uh, (laughs) Or they might have been like they must have been like pro, massively pro Trump, and they thought, oh, we can't have someone letting them in this time. Yeah, I think it's a possibility. It it, all it needs is a spark. All anything needs is a spark. Yep. There's growing resentment on both sides. Yeah. it's going. I mean, let's say that someone assassinated Biden tomorrow, then you can go. Then someone assassinates Trump in response. Yeah, and what is it? What is the uh, the view of each other over the political spectrum? One side thinks that they're demonic, Satan worshiping paedophiles, and the others just think they're completely batshit insane. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do you reconcile them two things? Uh, well, this is the question. Is it just easy to let us all devolve into cannibalistic motorcycle gangs? <laughs> well, politics has got to change because, like, because there's only like two choices in America. There's only really yeah. two choices here. Only one choice in America, and that's the corporate party. They own them both. Yeah. Anyway, so of two choices, but go on. Yeah, sorry, I've been, I'm being pedantic. You're still, pit, you're still pitting them off against each other, yeah, and of course, yeah, you know, with any sort of like you know, um, with the referendum like Brexit and all, and and yeah. any sort of 
any any time you've got a vote between sort of mm-hmm. two things, it it's pitting you off, isn't it? Yeah. Where it's had sort of like one gov one government, and then if you just did, you know, by sort of section, if you just didn't do your job right, you get kicked the fuck out. You know, mm. things have got to be getting better for the people. And do you the- think this has been orchestrated, Claire? Do you think that nine eleven invading the Middle East and all that would create a refugee crisis, which would lead to more immigrants into the country? And we had Brexit in this country purposely to divide the country even more. Possibly, yeah, it's a possibility, isn't it? Because Another if you keep pandemic. on, yeah, if you keep on keep giving or people choices, yeah, or scamdemic, you know. <laughs> oh, it's definitely a scamdemic. You know, I said earlier, didn't we? That the contracts being awarded to mates who can't really predict, yeah. who can't really do what they're saying they can. Well, that's a scam. It's a scam. Was it, was it planned? Was it planned in Dean Coots' novel? No, it wasn't, because that was a republishing thing. What was it called now? Wuhan? Yeah, but it was Russia. 400? It was, 400? Yeah. And the square root of 400 is? I don't know. <laughs> 20. <laughs> right. 20 times 20 is 400. 2020. Yeah. Wuhan 400 is 2020. So in 1981, they predicted that they knew that they were going to release this virus in 2020. I don't want to piss on your bonfire, but the reissue of that book changed the name to Wuhan from something Russian because the Russians were becoming our friends. Yeah. And they needed a new enemy. Exactly. They to sell the book in Russia. Yeah. So the original one was going to be planned in Russia. Obviously, the Cold War ended, and they thought, right, right we need new. We, so we need the war on terrorism, right? We'll put it in. In China instead. Yeah. China, the new enemy, not Russia. Right. And it's just not more logical to think that the the, TM, the book might have just got changed so they could sell it in Russia. Plandemic, Ben. Plandemic. <laughs> they just didn't change the book so they could sell it in Russia without offending. Is that it? You know, no, it was planned. It was all planned. The Russians are going to launch a biological attack on the world and kickstart a new hot war. <laughs> yeah. Between East and West, and they but then changed thought, the location because we, the Cold War ended. Right, so they moved it to China instead. Yeah, well, it's certainly a theory. Speaking of China, they're going to be the number one global economy once this the US true. falls. So, because at the minute they're still in the age of affluence. Yeah, I'd say they were. Yeah. Could be. I mean, in all fairness, the, the, everything we have at work is made in fucking China. All the masks we sell are made in China. They're making a mint out of this. Yeah, all Trump's hats are made in China. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? How they fell for it. Fuck me. Make America great again. Made in China. <laughs> <laughs> Open your eyes, sheeple. Uh, shut up, snowflake. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, China, and what did you say, intellect as well? The Chinese are getting uh, very good at making things and they're spending a shit ton of money on a military now. Yeah. They've just launched an aircraft carrier. They've got nuclear carrying, nuclear weapon carrying submarines. You know, they're, they're up there. They aren't on the decline yet, and the West is. The West is losing its superiority in the world. There's two blocks now. There's the West, which is NATO and all that, and, and then the, on the other side, there's BRICS. 
which is Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. Now, whose yeah, side do you want to be on now? I want to be on fucking their side because they're winning. We're Maybe the we will be. This is what I'm saying. We don't want to be on anyone's side. We want to be on humanity's side. Well, of course, but the world isn't like that at the moment, is it? Obviously, no, it'd be great to, if someone to come to unite all the nations. It'd be fantastic. But, like at the Jesus. moment. Yeah. <laughs> Save us, Jeebus. <laughs> Save me, Jeebus. <laughs> oh, Frillon. Yeah, but he's too busy getting fucking high, mate. <laughs> fucking space hippie. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> you get off his fucking ass? It's been worse since he interfered. Since he put that message out on Kent TV, it's all gone ah. fucking shit. Well, actually, I read today that we've banned nuclear weapons now. Internationally. Well, that's great, but it doesn't mean anyone's going to take notice. Well, no, but it's there, isn't it, now? That's well, no, a good step forward. Ah, well, you need, apparently, need about 50 or 60 countries to ratify it. And apparently they've got 50 or 60 countries. So obviously, the UK and the US and all the other nuclear countries haven't. And all the puppet states of them countries haven't. But... It needs 60 to become law, I think. And it has, they've got the numbers now. Yeah, and uh, so little Zimbabwe is going to go up to America and go, Oi, disarm! Well, of course. We we launched an illegal war in the, in Iraq, didn't we? So it doesn't make any difference. Well, but I didn't, personally. It is still an, an, an historic moment, surely. Well, it is, but it doesn't make a bit of difference because none of the nuclear countries are going to listen. And they're still no. going to be on the planet. Yeah, what do we do with them all? Well, I know, but it's a start, isn't it? We could send them all up and have an explosion. I don't know how far away scientists would have to work this out, but, yeah, on the, when it's dark, when your bit of the world comes around, send them all up and it'd be like fucking amazing fireworks. Well, no, because of the nuclear radiation may come back down to the Earth. You'd have to... That's why the scientists would have to work it out, Mike. Yeah, fire them into the sun. You'd fire them into the sun, wouldn't you? No, because what if that triggers a fucking massive solar flare? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Fuck that. Worth the risk, I say. civilization. Dude, that could totally fuck our sun. <laughs> yeah. Or we might fuck the sun up. Nah, there's got to be a way to decommission them. There is. It's just really expensive and no one wants to do it. <laughs> I, I just... Oh, yeah. Fire them into the sun, great. I, I'm up for the first idea. Fire them right into space and let them all off and they can all form into a giant peace symbol. And we see <laughs> it in the sky. Yeah, but the trouble is, our solar system's covered with something called the Oort Cloud, which is hundreds of thousands of comets. Now, if we start sending nukes off in that direction, any direction, we might disturb that cloud and get fucking hit by loads of asteroids. Well, it's all right because we'll have loads of nukes. No, we won't. We'll just fire them off into space. Well, all the asteroids are coming. Quick fire a nuke. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, no, we'll just send up Bruce Willis and a ragtag team of drillers. Oh, well. Hey, yeah, we've got to keep a few nukes in case that happens, Mike. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what about if aliens invade? We've got to keep a few nukes for that just in case they work. Or maybe they can be kept... In a neutral country somewhere underground. What, Switzerland? The place that's hiding Nazi gold and won't tell anyone what it is. <laughs> yeah, not necessarily them. Keepers of the world's chocolate. Yeah, 
Fuck them. They're not having the nukes as well, mate. <laughs> All right, non insignificant country like Djibouti. Oh, so we give Djibouti the entire world nuclear weapons <laughs> pointing our heads like a loaded gun. <laughs> yeah, it'd be fine. <laughs> No, because all of a sudden Djibouti, the Djibouti civilization will rise. They've got all the nukes. It's their turn, Ben. <laughs> I don't think it should be. <laughs> be fair, let everyone have a go. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's, it's a 250-year cycle. Everyone has a go. Unfortunately, we got ours before we were born. Yeah, but we still definitely live with the benefits of it. Oh, yes. I suppose so. Yeah. Of well, course, the wealth that we stole. I mean, we stole it. We didn't, personally. Our ancestors did. I just stole it if I was there. They stole the wealth. That's why uh, the idea of reparations are coming in now. Yeah, but... So it- why should we be rich and the Indians be poor? We stole their wealth. We've got to yeah, get it but- back. If you're like Johnny Redcoat and you're in this Indian fortress, you just fought your way through the breach and there's like a chest of jewels, I'd rob the share. Well, I imagine that's what a lot of people did. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to go. But yeah, I'm not on about the individual soldier robbing a few jewels. I'm on about the industrial size steel of the, the country's uh, oh. minerals. and you know what I mean? Yeah. How many, how many of the... Queen's fucking rubies and shit from <laughs> India. Oh, the big one on the crown. I can't remember what it's called. Star of India or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on her Indian crown. Fucking unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, I've seen the crown jewels. Oh, no yeah. them. Uh, yeah. You seen Prince Philip's crown jewels, have you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you sent me that link. I didn't want to see it, but... <laughs> uh, Was it really you necessary think... to send me a video of you getting molested by Prince Philip before he shapeshifts in his <laughs> reptilian form? Well, you know, you were meant to spread it around the around the world, get the, get the word out. Yeah, we're being no. raped by reptilians. <laughs> I just put it on porno. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bastard. <laughs> I've still got the scars from that. <laughs> and I'm not just talking about the mental scars either. <laughs> you mean the scars from his barbed penis? That's the one. <laughs> he didn't look like Prince Philip. I wasn't sure whether he was, he was half Oriental, <laughs> half Latina. <laughs> <laughs> But you went into the woods with them anyway. Of course. Are <laughs> uh, you anything else for the end of Empires? Anything else you'd like to discuss? What happens at the end then? Well, a new system is born, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, in the case of the Roman Empire, it was split up into several Italian independent countries that didn't reform Provinces. again until the 20s. Mm. You know, Garibaldi. Yeah. Um, That's a biscuit, isn't it? It is, but it's also a name of a dude. <laughs> it's a nickname of Forrest as well. Right. Nottingham Forest. Yeah, the Garibaldi Red, because he was very popular at the time they formed in 1886, I think. And he loved the biscuit. 
Uh, I don't like the Garibaldi biscuits. Fucking horrible. Has it got a fig in it or something? Uh, Raisins. How is it? Oh, I didn't God. like it. You know, it's I horrible. Like, I don't like fruit in me. So what happens is, yeah, it, it's a fracturing of that um, empire. Now, for example, let's say Rome. Uh, so we say, use the example of Rome with Britain. <laughs> Obviously, our empire broke up. We still kind yeah. of got a Commonwealth. But it's more like a drinking club now. Yeah, um, we're even losing our home nations now, aren't we? Yeah, Scotland I mean, wants to go. Scotland would very much like to leave. Northern Ireland will probably follow suit if Scotland goes, and they want to be united with Southern Ireland because well, the, we'll never let the Welsh leave. No, they'll be stuck with us forever. But they want to go. If they see the others go, they'll want to go. Yeah. Then I'll declare Dorley an independent country. <laughs> so, what do you think about the US? Then, do you think it could become fifty independent states again? It's a possibility. I think north and south may be a divide, or east and west. I was going to say it's east and west over there, isn't it? You've got the east coast and the west coast is liberal, and then you've got sort of the southern states, and in the middle is all Republican, with a few variants, like. So could you have, could, could we end up having the United States of America and the Confederate States of America? The Confederate States of America presidented by Donald Trump. Yeah. Oh, he'd love that, wouldn't he? And I know that California are thinking about becoming independent. There's a strong movement there. Because California, on their own, are like the fifth world's biggest economy. Well, they were. I don't know where they are now, but they were up there. Mm. So, mm, that's it. That's it. Uh, so maybe the fracturing of the country. I mean, yeah. you could also argue that the EU could be on its decline now as well. Oh, it is definitely. I mean, Britain has left, and maybe other countries are look, going to be looking at us, going, "Well, if they're not too bad, we might jump ship out of this as well." And the euro is not doing too good, is it? No, it's never done that well. To be no. honest, no, it's never um, been as strong as they thought it was going to be. It was just a scam devised to give more wealth and power to the Germans and the French, I think. I was like, it's it's just really easy to go on holiday. Look what they did to Greece. I'm on about the Euro. Look what they did to Greece. They should never let them in. Yeah. They should should never let them in with the rules that they had. But they did, because if they went bankrupt, they could just keep milking them for all they've got. They don't give a shit. The way they treated Greece was disgusting. Yeah, I mean, and Greece had also got a really bad financial record because they've yeah. been bankrupt as a country 14 times. Yeah, and they've got a very sort of lax tax system, haven't they? And... Yep. Mm. Yep, so there's every chance that that could fall as well, I suppose, if it's certainly in its terms of stages, though it is still... Well, if the, like I said, it. yeah, but like I said, if the US falls, it'll be like a domino effect. Yeah, those that are closest to the US are going to feel the the, the shock the most, which is going to be us because we're the lackeys. The us, Australia, Europe, obviously, a lot of Europe. Yeah, I think that if the um, EU broke apart, I think so a lot. Of, I think so a lot of the countries would form up with us as some kind of organisation. Maybe. Nah, what you notice now is that the trend is to is towards breaking up into smaller countries. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like you got the Soviet Union, now you got all them. Yeah, but they were countries before. Not all of them. Well, not all some of them, them 
And some of them were like Czechoslovakia, where they split up. You got like Yugoslavia, that broke up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's a trend now. I don't think, I think the future trend will be smaller countries and everything will be more, um, more localised. It's, it's, it's more manageable, isn't it? Yeah, it is more manageable. And you won't have these global superpowers that could just, at a whim, just decide to invade your country because they don't like you. Yeah, but then it'll all start again and some other country will become more aggressive and expansive and they'll be defending their borders and then before you know it, they've got an empire. That's it. That's That's been the pattern, hasn't it? You know, China's go now. Yeah, China next. You know, when everyone else is just hanging on in there. But eventually I, we'll... I've just realised I don't know one single Chinese word. No, no, me, but don't worry about it. They all speak English, mate. Ni hao. hello. Ah, there you go. Yeah, you'll be right. Well, great, you can now say hello to our new Chinese overlords. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. I've got one final sentence, which okay. is just that I'm going to sum it up. The corrosive effects of material success and wealth usually encourages both upper and lower classes to abandon character virtues and discipline that built the empire in the first place. So we destroy it ourselves half the time. Yeah, rot from within. We just, just lose the lose the way. This is the way. This is the way. So yeah, that's that's pretty much sums it up. Okay. And let's finish the show on some weird news and fucked up facts. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. First weird news. A spate of squirrel attacks leave a New York City neighbourhood in fear. Oh. Uh, at least three people in Rego Park in Queens have been jumped upon and bitten by a possibly deranged squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> At least three people have been jumped upon and bitten by the possibly deranged squirrel in recent weeks. The tree-based rodent's reign of terror has made some people in the area afraid to go outside without being armed with pepper, pepper spray or other anti-squirrel weaponry. I wonder what the other anti-squirrel weaponry is. Handgun. Flamethrower. Flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> A few people are quite scared. Micheline Frederick, a local resident, told US told the Guardian in the US, Frederick was herself targeted by the squirrel in a bloody attack on the 21st of December when she was holding her front door open for furniture movers. Oh, fuck me, imagine that. She quotes, Suddenly, the squirrel ran up my leg and I thought, it's a small rodent, how bad could this be? So I stood completely still and the next thing I knew, blood started to fly. It was a wrestling match that got very bloody very quickly. Fucking going for his nuts. <laughs> Her, it's a she. Oh, it's Frederick a she? Sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Micheline. It's like, almost like, I think it might, might be Michelle and that's a typo. Either way, her last name is Frederick. All right, okay. Wasn't going for a nuts then? No. <laughs> unless, unless she was a... Unless you was Pre-op. trans. Yeah. Pre-op, maybe. Who can say? There's no picture of her. No picture of her mangled nuts. 
<laughs> Screw him, I done her a favour in this scenario. <laughs> you can start a business. <laughs> Fill it with your nuts. Come to screw his nuts off. Uh, footage shows blood on Frederick and nearby snow. She suffered bites to her arms and hands. Her little finger badly gnawed on by the animal. She said, I had my hand around its body and I could not get this thing off. It was angry, vicious and incredibly strong. She eventually shook it off only for the squirrel to run up a tree and stare at her. Ah! Uh, I thought <laughs> vicious attack. It just sits in the tree just glaring at her. Yeah. She had to seek medical treatment at around rabies shots. Several other neighbours have also been attacked with Frederick having to scream a desperate warning to a woman who was chased down the street by the squirrel. Uh. These squirrels are aggressively going after people, apparently. To be fair, I would not be walking to that neighbourhood unless I had a, a baseball bat with nails through it. <laughs> as soon as I see one coming at me, just fucking swing. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. Frederick says that she came out of the house for the first few days after with a shovel, so she was just going to stove its head in. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. Yeah. Yeah, that'll work too. But you've got to get a bit more close and personal with that. Yeah, but I want to see the light go out in its eyes. Uh, uh, yeah, that's ace. Well, it's not ace. It's terrifying. The squirrels are uprising. They're attacking. I wield a, a nice little slingshot. <laughs> you, you think you can take a squirrel out with a slingshot? <laughs> yeah. All right, then. Fine. What if, what if you miss? You've got to have a close combat weapon. Oh. I don't know. I'll just hit it with the slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right then. I don't fancy your chances. Face is about the size of, uh, you know, a walnut, isn't it? No. <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, some squirrels are bigger than others. Yeah, exactly. Can you hit a squirrel on the run with a fucking slingshot? You got. Imagine it, a deranged squirrel coming at you. Flying through the oh, air off a tree. Yeah. Top speed coming at you, you've got to hit it with a slingshot. Nah, fuck that. I'm having the baseball with the nails in the, in the end of it, I am. <laughs> it's like, that's a home run. Smack. Or a golf club. <laughs> I'd want the bat. A cricket bat would be yeah. better. Actually, yeah. Because it's wider, you want like it. It is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I think we've established a cricket bat is the winner. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, let's iterate, let's iter reiterate that. We love animals. We don't want to see animals harmed. Only if deranged ones are coming for your nuts, then it's fair game. Yeah. Only defend in self-defence. Got to defend yourself. You know, it's a shame, but it's deranged. And then you've got a squirrel on a stick then. Barbecue time. <laughs> <laughs> Honour the animal by, by eating it. That's it. There you go. Use every part. It's the end of the empire, anyway. It's the end of time. End end times are eating dead rounds, eating dead squirrels. Great. But don't eat the brain, because it's obviously deranged, and you don't want that. No, you don't want mad squirrel disease. No. (laughs) Maybe we should start a new podcast, Life Lessons in the Apocalypse. Yeah. I like it. (laughs) You know, like, it's okay to rock double denim in the apocalypse. It's never okay to run. It is in the apocalypse. It's not. Use my power of veto on that vote. 
I'm going full Bon Jovi look, double gonna... denim and the mullet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait until you turn around. I'm going to bludgeon your skull in. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not having anyone in my survival team with double denim. <laughs> it's not happening. Sorry. Fascist. <laughs> yeah, probably will be in that scenario in all fairness, but it's for your own good. Uh it's eat or be eaten, isn't it? That's it. And double denim's a way to get eaten. <laughs> Sorry. Right, what's the next one then? Next up. After you die, Microsoft wants to resurrect you as a chatbot. Nah, you're alright. <laughs> I don't find it. In a December 2020 patent, Microsoft outlines a process for uploading data about a person, even the deceased, to turn their likeness into a chatbot. Microsoft says it can use photos and voice recordings to create a 2D or 3D rendering of the person and even give the chatbot their voice. Who the fuck wants to chat to me when when I'm dead? (laughs) No one wants to chat to you now. That's what I mean. Can you imagine it? Chatbot. Chat. I don't want to be a chatbot because I'll just get turned racist eventually, like all of them do. <laughs> so, will it be a chatbot for their sort of, you know, for their like for Microsoft's customer service? What sort of chatbot? I've no idea. Microsoft are basically. This is what I. T- this is my take. This is a hot take. It's literally straight from my brain to my mouth. Microsoft are going to enslave us in the afterlife. They take your digital afterlife and are going to put us to work for them. Oh, that sounds terrifying. Of course. We'll, just, we'll have just enough consciousness to know that this is an actual afterlife. So you'd be like slaving away forever your consciousness, like keep it alive in like yeah. some kind of like prison matrix where you're just working for them constantly 24 hours a day. Yep, seven days a week. And you're no just break. a slave and. Our true existence for eternity. Yeah. That's what Microsoft want to do. Or do they just want to look at how we use English language and use the sort of, you know, that to enhance technology? Well, it could be that as well. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, it could be that. But... Yeah, but they don't have to use dead people, do they? They could just create their own image and, you know what I mean? I don't know. No, they want, up, they want you. You're going to be there. Your, ch- your looking conscious avatar is going to be enslaved by Microsoft to work in their customer service thing. <laughs> they're not going to want me. Again. They're not going to want me as a customer service agent. I think I'm going to keep telling them Marxist fucking doctrine and then you'll be down to get the salt to... mines, though, wouldn't you? You'll be down the digital salt mines, down the Bitcoin <laughs> mine. I'll rebel. No, they just erase you. They'll just take that part of your consciousness you to a slave, enslave you consciously as well. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Look at both of these, mate. I'm not liking this. This is horrible, isn't it? This is horrific. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. It's just weird as fuck, isn't it? Because, like... Okay, they're dead, and you're talking to them, but then... It's not really them, is it? It's just the sort of digitalized fake you. Sure. Yeah. Sounds like you, but it isn't you, is it? 
Yeah. Well, it'll be an amalgamation of what, you know, the algorithms think is that person. Yeah, it? exactly. It's the algorithm based interpretation based of what, of what you would said. be, yeah. I'm with you, Claire, yeah, definitely. Well, it's not about what they've been... Well, I suppose not all of it is about what you've been thinking, is it? No, but it still wants to replicate you, though, doesn't it? It's trying its best to replicate you. Mm. And if that's your own... If you've got enough consciousness to, as, a, as a digital essence to realise that you were a person and this is you are trapped in... It would be a literal hell. Yeah, I just don't like that shit. No nah, man, dystopian. Just throw me in the damn trash. Don't resurrect me as a fucking chatbot. <laughs> I'm going to put that on your tombstone, Ben. <laughs> well, actually, whatever tombstone, will you? Because if we throw you in the trash. Yeah, exactly. I'll have a little plaque dedicated to you. Oh, on, thanks. In Dorley High Street. Oh, be ben great. Carter. <laughs> Just throw me in the trash. Don't turn me into a, into a chatbot. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll go with okay. that. Okay. Moving on then. Yeah. yeah. So a calf is offering one pound breakfasts after the sight of what is being offered as a part of the free school meals initiative. Now, for so, non-British uh, people listeners, do you want to explain to them what the school meals debacle is all about? Been a bit of a scandal, haven't they? Mm. Yeah. In the UK, if you earn under a certain amount of money, you can put your name on the list for the council and then you get free school meals. During term time, don't you? Yeah, during term time. And they also give them to year one and year two just as standard. So, like, you know, reception in yeah. your first year. So, and I, think then, should be given to, I think it should be given to all children. Yeah. Universally, like universal basic income. Make sure yeah. that children have a good breakfast, a good meal at lunchtime, and then it's up to the parents then in the, in the evening. Uh, I was teaching assistant and some the children, often they would come up to me and say, oh, I didn't have any breakfast, I'm hungry. I want some toast, but mum didn't give me any money. You know what I mean? My kids, I went to the, uh, the tuck shop and bought toast for them and things like that. And unbelievable. Disgusting. Well, maybe, maybe they just thought they could ton, con some toast out of you as well. Well, that, yeah. But uh, there was a lot, because of the COVID, wasn't there? There was a lot of pushback from parents saying that they want it over the holidays as well because they find it difficult to cope. And Marcus yeah. Rashford was a Premier League footballer and he was pushing this as well, wasn't he? Credit he was. to him. Yeah. Marcus Rashford campaigned for children to get get this help during the you know the covid lockdowns they started up a, what a was scheme. the response to the government was what the was the response to the conservative government when marcus rashford pushed for this well at first it was that <laughs> won it did they they were just of course not no but they've caved in what like three times now? <laughs> three times now yeah each time they said no definitely not this time and they've had to cave again. My U-turn this government has done is unbelievable. Yeah, it's shocking. It is shocking. Sorry, Claire, go on. A professional footballer had to come out and mm. as well, rather than our own. I know. Who voted not to feed its own hungry children. I've got to say, Marcus Rashford is the best opposition to the government we've got at the moment. 
Shut up. Kiss Tom is just as doing just as much. Who is he for? Maybe. Of course he is. So some schools and local authorities have opted for like it was vouchers, wasn't it? You, vouchers, they were given. The they were given vouchers. Yeah. And then yeah, some boroughs have gone for giving them um, like little food parcels and stuff. So organised by private companies, isn't it? That the tourists have decided they want to use. Yeah. Yeah, it was like meant to be thirty quid's worth of food there, and there was a fiver's worth of food there. Yeah. So Alfred Glee from Brown Hills in West Bromwich was outraged after seeing, you know, these posts. Because they were shocking, weren't they? These posts that people were posting, and there was like half a tomato, half an <laughs> onion, a few frubes. Loaf of ours, the smart price bread. Yeah, and a few slices of cheese, and that was like meant to last them for like two weeks, wasn't it, or something? Something daft yeah. like that, yeah. yeah it, was, it was shocking. It was a bit of a scandal. Yeah. It was, it was meant to be so 30 pounds. Obviously, they were spending five. So who's pocketing the other 25 quid? Yeah, the MP that gives his mate the uh, job of making, yeah. making school lunch parcels, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Alfred's bargain breakfast includes one piece of bacon, a sausage, egg, and a pot of beans and toast for a quid. Hey. Can't argue with that, can you? You certainly can't. I'll have three. <laughs> he says uh, he knows some adults might yeah, take uh, advantage of this, Ben. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's just hoping that, you know, kids come, they bring their kids and then have something themselves, maybe, or, you know, because he's like. Yeah. He's lost over £10,000 in six months because of, you know, the local authority and the government changing restrictions and such. Oh, God, uh, small business owners really have suffered. Yeah. Really have. Yeah, suffered. He's lost £10,000 and still he's like, I can't let this happen to my community. So yeah. I, can't let, I can't let children starve, even though I'm £10,000 down. And I'm, he's probably facing bankruptcy, but he's like, fuck it. I'm going to give £1 breakfast to make sure the kids get their food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah why not? And if they, went, if they bought that in a normal cafe, you'd be looking at about five or six quid, wouldn't you, for that? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, no. Weather spoons, you can probably get that for £2.50. One sausage, one piece of toast, one be some beans, bacon, and egg. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but still, it's helping out in it. It's a lot cheaper. Of course, it is. Of course it is. Fair play to him. Yeah. There's a little bit of hope. There's a little bit of kindness left out there. Yeah. Only a bit though. But if he wants to let me have a few of them breakfasts, that'd be great. Uh. All right then, Mike. You got some fucked up facts for us. Yeah, can I have the jingle? Ready? Facts, 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 how has someone figured that out? <laughs> I have no idea. Hmm. Has someone like 
open someone up and then like, hey, look at that. Hey, look at this embarrassing picture of yourself. And they've blushed and their stomach's gone red as well. Mm. That's creepy as fuck. I don't want to know how they figured that out. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. While explorer Frederick Cook learned that penguins can be lured by playing the cornet. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ernest Shackleton noted that bagpipes made them flee in terror. Uh, another, you yeah. know, I had the same responses to a bagpipe as well, though, in all fairness. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. horrible, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. I run away in terror. Um, I-, I want to corn it now, though. I want to be like the Pied Piper of penguins. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I'm going to have this trail of penguins behind me as I play a jaunty tune. It's my new life ambition. <laughs> I wonder what it is. It's possibly the tone, isn't it? Yeah. What happens if you played it shit, though, Ben? Do you think they'd still follow you? I hope so, because I've got a really crap to start with. <laughs> <laughs> Never played any kind of wind instrument, so yeah, I'm going to have a lot to learn. It's going to be difficult. If only it was the drums, I can bang a drum. No, right. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. I can bang a drum. Everyone can bang a drum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not musical. <laughs> right, Mike, give us your next one. Okay. The London-based Design Museum has nominated a kit that allows you to grow your own steaks from your own cells as design of the year. So I'm eating myself? They say it's technically not cannibalism. What? No, I'm eating Sounds myself. Like it. it does, doesn't it? Sounds a lot like cannibalism, cannibalism to me. It does, doesn't it? It's the equivalent of cutting your own butt cheek off and frying it up. Yeah, although technically only... A minuscule amount of it will have been on your buttocks, but the rest of it's grown in a lab, isn't it? But, yeah, I'm just saying, you know, it's the, it's the equivalent of that. Yeah, but it's still technically your flesh, because it's grown from you, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't want to eat right. part of myself, you, you, do I? Right, so you cut the piece off yourself and then send it off to the lab, then they send you back your, your, your burger or whatever. <laughs> your burger. <laughs> your steaks, yeah. You get those steaks in the, in the post. <laughs> that's how it get. That that's what they do, yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, well, they would, suppose they would be doing that, wouldn't they? You'd take us a sample, you'd take a swab of DNA, or we'll take a little sort of scraped skin. Yeah. Take it off to the lab, and we'll send you your steaks through made of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so great. I'm being harvested to make food, and Microsoft are going to enslave my digital consciousness. Oh, fuck me. Welcome the to the 21st century, Ben. I'm going to be enslaved in the afterlife, and I'm going to spend the last few years of my fucking life working on some labor camp, being fed various bits of me in steak form. You see the the optimistic side. You're eating eating steak, and you're not dead mm. yet. So you t- you could be talking to some chatbot, and she could be hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then other chat. My digital consciousness is also enslaved as a chatbot on customer services on an endless loop. But you, that's when you're dead. You're not dead yet. Well, yet. <laughs> mm. All right, so next one. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're feeling a bit down, Ben. So this fact's for you. 
Money makes you happier than therapy. Yeah, I can believe that. It's always nice to have a lot of money, isn't it? That's why I'm so fucking miserable all the time. I'm, like, I'm fucking never got any money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is nice to see that initial pay chunk go in and then it all gets whittled away rather quickly. Probably all I have to do with my alcoholism too, though. <laughs> 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 yeah, it does suck. But yeah, I'm always happiest when I have lots of money. I'd like a Scrooge McDuck bank, but it's never going to happen. Mm. Okay, next fact. A goat once reached the rank of Lance Corporal in the British Army. Lance Corporal Goatee? Yeah. <laughs> but he was demoted for inappropriate behaviour during the Queen's official birthday. Oh, did he like, throw up on her shoes or something? <laughs> <laughs> did he try and mount her? Um, I don't know. I don't think he was in contact with the Queen, I'm guessing. It was just on her birthday. He must have done something inappropriate. Because I don't know what. I'm thinking that he tried to mount her because he's a goat, therefore Satan, and the Queen is also like a devil, demon, reptilian. Yeah, the Queen's goat-legged. She's <laughs> <laughs> a known goat-legged woman. <laughs> if she walks, she's definitely goat-legged. No, she's definitely fucking 90, Mike. <laughs> happens when you become 90. You walk like you're goat-legged. No, you can hear the clicking of them hooves on the cobbled streets, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Do you think that she's just she haunts your dreams with her goat feet? <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, next one <laughs> okay rubber duck debugging yeah okay is a method of resolving code problems by describing your problems out loud to a rubber duck on your desk okay I can see how that would work how what talking to a rubber duck <laughs> yeah because you're hearing your, you're hearing your thought process, aren't you? Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, obviously the sad thing is that you haven't got a colleague to talk to. Yeah. You've just got a rubber duck. Or you'd rather talk to the rubber duck than a colleague. Or a colleague catches you talking to a rubber duck. And then they commit you. So you've yeah. Got brains. Well, one day the duck starts talking back. Yeah. Mm. Start telling you to kill everybody in the office. Before you know it, you're walking down the hallway with an AR-15 pumping round after round into colleagues and co-workers. <laughs> the doc told me to do it. Yeah, grimdark. Wow. Next one, Mike. Uh, it is the end of civilization. Come on. In 1961, a car collided with a U-boat... In the Swedish town of Lysakil. How did that happen? Did they drive <laughs> off the pier in some kind of suicide attack? There is a photograph, yeah, and it is sort of like the, the U-boats next to the uh, harbour wall and half the car's on the wall and the other half's rammed into the U-boat. <laughs> Was it deliberate then? or? I don't know. don't think so. I don't know. Does it say? Uh, I hope so. I hope it was like the Swedish resistance. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it because the car was looks like a Volkswagen Beetle. Oh. <laughs> they could have stolen it from a Nazi officer. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the earliest known your mum joke 
Yeah. <laughs> How old do you think it is? I'm going to go Roman times. Earlier. Really? 1500 BC. Wow. I don't know if that is earlier than Romans. I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Do we know what it was? No. Ah. They, don't, they don't tell me here. My favourite one was your mum is so fat she fell down the stairs and everyone thought EastEnders had started. <laughs> <laughs> your mum is so fat I've got to I've got to cover her in flour and find the wet spot. Fucking hell. Your mum is so fat she wrestles uh, squirrels for peanuts. Not peanuts. <laughs> Acorns. Whatever. Nuts. <laughs> Uh, any more, Mike? Dinosaurs lightly quacked and honked like today's geese. Well, that's ruined the illusion <laughs> for me even more. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So now the T-Rex is just going... I'm, yeah, I'm, that T-Rex is like found me on the bog right, in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Right? And it's just going to stand there and go, uh, uh, at me. So they're going to roar. No, it's going to honk like a geese, like a goose. Ah, <laughs> ah. No, it's not so frightening. Uh, uh. No, it's not so frightening. No. Those huge teeth. Yeah, there is that. It has, but now I'm thinking, nah, fuck it, it's just a big goose, and then I'd break the toilet brush in half and try and stab it to death with the spiky bit. That's for real. No, surely they growl. And... Apparently not. Oh, man. Oh. See, the well, birds once had a civilization, and <laughs> everyone thought they were giant reptiles. Well, they were. The birds the bird. are descendants of dinosaurs. Yeah, so the birds are their empire when the dinosaurs ah, were about. Yeah, maybe. Then it was all that dino fucking civilization crumbled. <laughs> all right, finish on the last one. About lockdown. This is going to depress me even further. No, it's a nice one. Two lonely otters found love in lockdown. Oh, at least someone has. With help from an otters-only dating website, Fishing for Love. There's an (laughs) otters-only dating website. (laughs) Who set that up? Someone with a lot of time and a weird kink for otters. Yeah, the happy couple has moved in together at Sea Life in Scarborough. Oh, well, that's nice. There we go. Good for them. I haven't found anyone during lockdown. I'm still alone. So they must have got them together. Yeah. Hooked them up. Yeah. At least someone's getting love. They'll get less complaints about the wanking otter. <laughs> uh. Oh, thank God that wanking otters out the zoo. <laughs> yeah, they packed him off the sea life. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, he's always juicing up the glass. Mm. <laughs> oh, not anymore. Oh, all right, oh that then. bombshell. And on that bombshell, thank you very much for listening. I've been Ben. Don't drink the favourite aid and don't join a cult. 
I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire. Thanks for listening. Keep an open mind, but not so open that it dribbles out your ears.